in a search for a better life, as she would say. Her goal is to show her beloved Americans how much better life can be. We can actually rebuild society, remove what's not working and live healthy, safe and economically secure life for everyone. Introduction In the Nordic theory of everything, Anu touches different topics and different perspectives. From childcare to healthcare, provision for elderly people and issues of homelessness, the Nordic countries are the world leaders in organizing society. No wonder Finland has been ranked among the world's happiest place to live. However, when Finnish journalist Anu Partinen moved to America, she quickly realized that navigating the basics of everyday life was overly complicated compared to how society was organized in her homeland. From complications of buying a mobile phone to the simple tasks of ta- task of filling taxes, she knew that there was a better way to do so. And as she got to know her new neighbors, she discovered that they too share deep apprehension. The Nordic theory of everything, the tales Anu's mission to understand why Americans suffer from so much inequality and struggling social services. Filled with fascinating insights and deep research and also practical solutions, She makes convincing argument that we can rebuild society. We can rethink the optimism and become more autonomous people by following the footsteps of our neighbors to the north. First chapter, in the land of free, becoming American. She faces opportunity and anxiety. Completely new world. It's funny how when we move to another country, everything is different there how people live, what they appreciate, what they seek out of life, love out of themselves. Their beliefs, how they are used to doing things, like it's been there for centuries and it's just how it is. They actually don't see a better way. For them, life is just that, life. It always fascinates me how people from different parts of the world have completely different picture of life. And like most Finns, every year Anu took four or even five weeks of paid vacation. Through their winters were dark and miserable, their summers were glorious. And when it came to the summer vacation, their society and their employers consider it's important to their health and productivity that they truly enjoy their time, time off. While reading this, I stopped and it was exhilarating to my mind to know that There are people perfectly happy taking so much free time. As soon as I consumed this information in my western-raised body and mind and soul, I couldn't but not to think how anxious I would be if I if I took five, we- five weeks off. Immediately I had plenty questions in my head. What about productivity? What about the hard work all the time? Feeling useful, feeling like you are contributing to some higher goal and then the panic attacks will come. The panic attacks would come if I have so much days off. Do I deserve that? I was thinking how in Nordic countries everything makes sense. However, it will be truly challenging for me to accept those rules. I couldn't not to think that those people are truly happy with their life. Just imagine your whole life spent like a child, a little bit of learning, a little bit of playing and resting and doing nothing. No full schedules, no hustle.
So, as she was trying to get a cable TV, she called them to check up on the cost. So, how much that would it be? $10 a month for the first three months. Okay, and how much after that? I can't tell you. It depends on the price at that time. I don't understand. Does the price change every day like the stock market? You will have to call us after three months to get the price. So, the thing is, the un unknowable new price, of course, would be much, much higher. It was all part of the way doing things in the United States that as Anne would constantly worry that whatever amount of money you had or earned were, would never be enough. And she was constantly anxious about navigating the complex and mysterious fine print through at your every direction by corporation that had somehow managed to evade even bare minimum of sensible protection for customers. It's actually insane never knowing how much something costs. It's the uncertainty that freaks people out, lead them to anxiety attacks and make them dive into the world of debt and credit cards. To Anu, that fear was completely new for her. However, for Americans, that was just life. In Finland, her middle-class friends were enjoying a healthy, work-life balance, enough free time and disposable income for truly rejuvenating vacation and a universal and affordable healthcare system good enough not just for every citizen of Finland but even for David Beckham because his doctors recommend him to get his treatment in Finland. The thing is, I don't want to emphasize here on the cliché critics how superficial Americans are Rather, just to transfer people the knowledge how important things are like time off, work-life balance, love and family. That is not all about the money, status and work. American society actually forces people to, to wrap up into the circle of money, work and status. I love how Anu here is making a comparative analysis and how she is understandable towards Americans. But it makes me wonder, what if American dream is actually in Finland? Now, when it comes to Swedish theory of love, the core idea is that authentic love and friendship are possible only between two independent and equal individuals. In the United States, there is both moral and, to, to some extent, legal expectation that parents provide for their children, even after children have come to a certain age. However, this expectation also means that parents have power over their children. Freed from such expectations, People in Nordic countries can raise their children primarily with a goal of helping them become capable and independent to handle life on their own. In Nordic society, no one should be dependent on others. All this creates relationships that are much freer of resentment, guilt and baggage. It all starts with the children. It's insane just thought of it that mostly Americans don't have paid family leave. 87% of American private companies in 2050 give, 2015 give unpaid maternity leave. In Europe is similar. The laws are there, however, the practice is quite different. Sometimes people get three months family leave, sometimes they get fired. In private companies, I mean. Public sector is a bit different. The Nordic countries have realized long time ago importance of free time for individuals. 
In this way, in my opinion, they are way ahead compared to the rest of the world. They realize that the productivity of their workers and businesses depends on the healthy and happy relations. The Nordic response to the birth of the baby is completely different and it amazes me how much support they get from the state. According to UN report from 2014, surveying 185 countries and territories, only two did not guarantee any paid maternity leave, Papua New Guinea and the United States. In Finland, everything is covered, from maternity leave, paternity leave, healthcare of your newborn, kindergarten, schools, university, all have been covered up. Also, until your kid is 12 years old, you are allowed just to give a call and your company to say them that your kid needs some support and voila, that's it. No explanation, no doctor certificates, troubles, hassles, just one single call. Also, when Nordics are expecting baby, the government thinks that they should be really able to focus on welcoming new life into the world, which really makes sense, like they shouldn't be burdened by administrative, bureaucratic and logistic tasks. In Denmark, mothers are allowed to stay even an extra week if necessary, if they are having troubles with the breastfeeding or something else, they think it's hard for them. On the contrary, in the United States, they let you go home just a few hours after giving birth. The thing is, the United States, um, in the United States, you are at the mercy of your employer. You don't have any rights and you are living with a constant state of worry. Nordic countries realize that the productivities of their workers and businesses as well as the long-term health of their society and economies depends first and foremost on healthy relationship between their children and their parents and also between their partners and employers. In Finland, they nurture and build up a system that is supporting all families in order for them to be good, happy, to feel fulfilled and at the end of the day to just lead meaningful life. It's quite simple that what Nordic have figured it out that in the best in the long run for, for everyone is to support families in raising their children. Yet the rest of the world is so slow with following Nordic, Nordic's way of life. After all, in the long run, family members are more productive and businesses will have a wider pool of healthy, productive and well-adjusted workers. During their parental leave in Nordic countries, parents receive 70% of their monthly income. So some countries do put cap on those payments, others don't, it depends. In Norway, families can choose 11 months of full pay or 13 months at 80% of their salary. But the basic duration and pay of the parental leave are universally guaranteed. Nordics are here quite flexible. Parents can tailor their leave whenever they want, depending on individual wishes or terms among their mothers and fathers. However, they do have mandatory father leave. Here is the thing. After 10 months, one parent can still choose to stay home until the child turns three years old with a small home care allowance. At the end, well, this is really wow if you ask me, he or she is able to come back at uh, her work or, or his work and to continue where he or she stopped. This fact that they weren't worried about their careers makes it so easier in Nordic countries to be a parent. 
just think about it. Think how it is in your surroundings. The Nordic countries realize that everyone needs to have an easy and expensive convenient daycare, publicly subsidized and generally paid health care and children care as well, and also elderly care. What is so important about this is that people have time to think about important things, not only basics, essential survival tasks and responsibilities. What I mean here, like thinking about the house debt, thinking about the childcare, school, losing your work, whether you will be able to come back or not after you give birth, if you want babies or not, uncertainty, debt, more debt, taxes, elderly care, etc. Now, I'm wondering, do you think it's really important for you in this short life to think about your own discovering? Just some questions to think about. Nordic people are not overwhelmed like Americans. Did you ever wonder why Americans are so fascinated by the Southeast Asian countries? Well, I did. And I would always notice how they celebrated their culture and the way of living. I wonder how many Americans on average in the last 10 years give up of everything, their old life and just move to India and Indonesia. That would be interesting to know. When it comes to Sweden, families receive 480 days of parental paid leave, approximately 16 months. Yet in the United States, mothers get only three months of maternity leave. Also in Qatar is also three months. Nordic countries recognize that individuals need time to rest, rejuvenate, recharge, reflect, and just to be. This means to give all workers paid vacation is crucial as as using them as your resources for your business is important for for the long term. Because the time off makes the workers not just better human beings, but also better workers as well. In America, people with kids are constantly judged. Like, it's their choice. It's all their responsibility. We don't care about that. That's a private and personal decision. It should stay at home. At work, all day is all about the work. Working class Americans are not getting married, and this is fact. And this has nothing to do with the lack of morals and government or welfare programs. They grew up by learning that counting on others will only hurt them in the end. These people are bouncing from one temporary job to another, dropping out of college because they can't figure it out how to use financial aid forms or fulfill their major requirements. They are relayed on credit cards for medical emergency, and they are avoiding romantic relationship because they can only care about themselves. This leads to insecurities and uncertainty of their daily life that they can't simply afford to be married or to have kids. While in Finland, they build up a culture that the father leave is mandatory. It's simply like you are not man enough and you haven't done your share in change, if you haven't done your share in changing diapers. Gender equality in Nordic countries is not an abstract goal. I mean, when I was reading Becker 1989, Human Capital Theory, I was just thinking why we are in 2022 and much of the academic research haven't been included in practice. 
academics have shown us like long time ago about the importance of flexibility at work. Yet somehow to become a practice is 50 years and still, con- and still counting long path. I started to think that's quite a long time to implement something, don't you think so? Nordic countries realize that things have to be changed and voila, they just change it overnight. Parental leave policies give enough time for both mothers and fathers as well. Then a more equal division of household activity is necessary, a more equal pay. Both parents, they have their own money and both parents are fully developed independent individuals and they also have developed relationship with their children. Nordics are building up society on strong and independent individuals who are able to take care of themselves, to, to also contribute to society, and who are also productive at work. If you ask me, it's quite simple. Nordics are way in advanced position than the rest of the world only because they change things when they are not working and they change it now. Thank you for listening and thank you for your time. I hope you enjoy this podcast.